Excellent. Go ahead. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Right. So, I haven't finished gotten the message from last week's Bible study, but I will I will reflect on the week before, which was May 16. Okay. We were on Issachar. Issachar is the ninth son of Jacob and the fifth son of Leah. And the lesson came from Genesis 30, verse 14. It says that Issachar means reward. God has given me my wages. God has given me my hire because I have given my maiden to my husband. So Leah called him Issachar. The number nine is powerful in meaning. It means fulfillment. It means maturity, pregnancy, the power of fertility, increase and reaping. The number five means grace. Maybe in the fifth month of the year represents grace. Whenever we, whatever we sow, that shall we also reap. Those that sow sparingly shall also reap sparingly. Those that sow abundantly shall reap abundantly. The blessing of Issachar is a representation of a strong donkey. Issachar is a strong donkey. It is a burden. A donkey is a burden bearer which crouched between a sheepfold and something. I forgot what that was. A donkey is used for the power of productivity, the product of shouldering and bearing heavy loads. A donkey represents an instrument of productivity. Jacob, in his wisdom, was able to turn Leah's negative desire into positivity. He reversed the negatives in his family and turned them into blessing due to his abundant wisdom. We, we are blessed with the ability to turn the negative pronouncement. I'm oh, sorry, let me read that again. He was blessed with the ability to turn the negative pronouncement of Leah into positive declaration. We were led in the prayer of Issachar. Which, which says, give us, Isika, the blessing of rest in the name of Jesus. Connect us to the place of rest. Isika, the Isikars were talented and, and skillful. The children of Isika were men who had understanding of time to know what Israel ought to do. The head of them were 200. And there were and they on all their bridging. And this sorry, I missed I messed up that part, forgive me. The Issachars were studious. They understood the revelation of time and season in Israel. They knew what to do and also knew about spiritual things and prophecy and how to interpret prophecy that were given during that time. The Issachar were, were constantly bringing gifts unto God. They knew the times and the season, and they understand that giving is a relationship that honor, honors God. In James, we were reminded that it shall be, that when we give, it shall be, um, whatever we give, it shall be given back unto us in good measures, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And it is always better to give than to receive. 
And it's by giving that one receives. Amen. 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 Ooh, awesome. Thank you. Thank you Who else? Who else, please? <laughs> Doctor Pauline, I don't have a, I don't have much because I came on late last week, and most of what I have, um, in each, I've already said it. Uh, but for my notes, I have that it's a car represent a strong donkey and the donkey that would uh, carry the Messiah when he made his triumphant entry. It's a tidings is salvation. Tidings is relief from sin. When a young Christian don't know the word of God, they are rejecting salvation. They are rejecting the word of God. Every negative utterance that came out of the mouth of the two women, uh, Leah and Rachel, while they were fighting over a man, was reversed by their husband, Jacob. The greatest intercession, as you said, is for salvation of soul. And you ask the question again and again, how many people have we led to the Lord since the beginning of the year? Uh, we said, you know, we should pray over souls, you know, fast and pray for souls to come to know Christ. He said, the greatest relationship we can have with God is to know the will of God. Because oftentimes, you know, we jump into situations, we jump into things without inquiring of the Lord. And um, David is a perfect example of that. Whatever he did, he inquired of the Lord. He said, I will go inquire of the Lord. So he said, we should know the will of God. You talk about a man who made a lot of mistakes that he caused a lot of people to backslide. You know, uh, you said he is now telling people to repent. You know, despite the great congregation he has, you he, he know that he would not make it to heaven unless he repent. So he began preaching on repentance. So, you know, likewise him, um, we, while we are on earth, do we respect the cross was a question that you asked. And you said every day you, you know, you said even though theologians and some pastors will preach against it, you know, they, you know, you said every day you rededicate your life to the Lord. Issachar is a resting donkey. How do we get rest was a question that you asked. You said there is no rest for the wicked. A wicked person is someone who reject the truth or draw people from a place of truth. And then, you know, that you asked another question. You said, how many people we cause to backslide or we cause to turn away from church or turn away from Christ because of our behavior, our character? and our attitude, how many people we push out of uh, the presence of God, we push them away from God, we cause them to not wanna even come to church. You expound in Isaiah 62, you say righteous, uh, righteousness is a place where we surrender our lives to Christ. Salvation is after we have surrendered our lives to Christ. We must study the word of God by coming to Bible school, 
by coming to Sunday school, you know, you know, and just studying the word of God, because the word of God said for us to study, to show ourselves approved unto God. God will not rest until he send a prophet, a teacher, a pastor, or different people from the fivefold ministry to give us a word, a word in season. He said, the cloak of righteousness is needed to change your garments. And uh, that bring me to by, uh, Blind Bartinius. When, you know, Blind Bartinius, he was blind and he sat at the gate begging. And, you know, when Jesus was coming, he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And immediately, you know, his garment, you know, was changed. You know, he received his eyesight. So you say righteousness is when the spirit of God is upon us. What is our role was another question that you asked. What has God called us to do? Are we ready to make peace instead of walking away? Are we ready to seek peace? Uh, what are we care crying to God for? Because, you know, we are crying to God and, you know, sometimes, you know, we feel like we're crying and it can feel like heaven is shut up or, you know, heaven is surrounded by brass when our prayers doesn't get answered. Sometimes we get discouraged. But I realize that sometimes, you know, God doesn't answer the prayer when we want it. You know, it's when, you know, it's his, it's his time and his season. And sometimes the things that we're praying for will lead us into destruction. So God love us. So, you, you know, he preserve us because some of the things that we want, we really can't handle it. But we in our flesh won't see it that way. But because God loves us and because of his mercy and his grace, sometimes those prayers don't get answered. Why God have not answered or cry? What would you do if someone called you a donkey? And many of us would not take it like that, you know, because we would think it's disrespect or stuff like that. Today, we are looking for rest. We are looking for love. Salvation is the agreement that Jesus came to save us and to give us rest. And another thing uh, you, 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 know, you talk about with uh, Issachar, the tribe of Issachar, you said they have a, you know, they know time and season. And, um, you know, Sister Anisha said more about that. So that's what I walk away with from last Bible study coming on late. And I'll stop there. <laughs> Thank you very much, Evangelist Sarah. You're welcome, Dr. Okay. Shall we have one more? One more reflection. Reverend Felicia, you were on last week, weren't you? Are you driving or you are at work? <laughs> One more. Okay. All right. Everybody is quiet. Oh, you are in the Basel train. Okay. Thank you for the powerful reflection. Evangelist Sarah and uh, Sister Nish. All right, so we will continue. Welcome to the Garden of Wisdom for the Gathering of Wisdom Bible Studies. The Garden of Wisdom is a place where we discover and dig out the knowledge that leads and directs us 
on the path of righteousness to fulfill our divine destiny. Please repeat after me. I am here in the garden of wisdom. I am here in the garden of wisdom. To gather wisdom. To gather wisdom. To drink from the well of wisdom. To drink from the well of wisdom. To receive instruction. To receive instruction. Direction. Direction. And guidance. And guidance. According to the plan and purpose. According to the plan and purpose. That the Lord has predestined for my life. That the Lord has predestined for my life. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it all in Jesus' name. I receive it all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So thank you for sharing what you what you learned last week about the tribe of Issachar. Today we are going into another dimension. Very, very interesting. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when the Bible says, steady to show yourself approved unto God, it is really a steady to show yourself approved. Because when you don't know the meaning of some of the things that we read in the Bible, you will think they are just stories or they are just account of somebody's life. But I bet you, I am discovering that without the Old Testament, there is no relationship between man and God. Without the knowledge of the Old Testament, we would not be aware of how to live with God, how to be a friend of God, how to be a child of God, and how to make the word of God active application for our lives. And uh, what I am bringing out today <laughs> is short, but it's very deep. Now, we are going to see uh, that Job, Everybody knows about the book of Job. It's a book before uh, the book of Psalms. This Job is one of the sons of Issachar. Job is one of the sons of Issachar. And uh, it is said that Job was born a year after Joseph. And then, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and uh, the, some, some of the miracles that happened around uh, 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 Joseph, Job was part of was effectively part of uh, 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 Joseph's life. So Job was one of the oldest books of the Bible. He was the man that God tested, just like God tested Joseph, or Joseph was tested. 
And uh, the funny aspect of all this is that Job was a very, very dedicated man of God and uh, faithful, honest, sincere. And based on his relationship with God, like his great grandfather, his grandfather uh, 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 Abraham, he went through serious testing for the kind of faith he had, just like his father, his grandfather Abraham had. And uh, let's quickly look at Genesis forty-six verse thirteen. Genesis 46, verse 13 says, oh, did I get it right? Genesis, oh no. <laughs> Genesis 46. Okay, verse 13 says, and the sons of Issachar, were Tola, Puva, and Job, and Shimron. So Job was mentioned. <laughs> and the sons of Issachar were Tola, Puva, Job, and Shimron. So here we see that Job's name was mentioned as part of the children of Issachar. You know, we read the Bible every day and uh, there are things we don't even take note of. We are not conscious of things like that. That, oh, so Job was part of the family of, 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 of Jacob. So he's been mentioned in the Bible is very crucial because of who he is, who he was in the life of Abraham. Okay. And uh, interestingly, again, besides being Job being the, the one of the sons of Issachar, Issachar had four sons, Tola, Puva, Job, and Shimron. Job also related to his uncle, uh, his uncle Esau. So uh, the three friends of Job were actually uh, uh, children of Esau, Eliphaz of Tima in Idumia was the son was the son of Esau. Timon was the son of Esau. Edom was the son of Edom. So these three friends of Job were cousins. <laughs> I am excited that these are knowledge that we don't realize. And what this confirms to me is how 
now and then the Lord will warn me against the reactions that he doesn't want me to take against people. Because when you don't know that somewhere in the genesis of human existence, you are connected to somebody, you are related to somebody, it doesn't matter where they come from. There is a genealogy of connection and that is what was happening to Job. Job was strongly connected to Esau's family. And Esau is the twin brother of Jacob, his, his grandfather. Okay, so Eliphaz or Timon in Iduma was the son of Esau. Timon was the son of Esau, Edom. And of course, another name for Esau is Edom, the red man, the red-skinned man. <laughs> and they were all connected to Boots, the brother of Oz. And Oz was the land where Job lived. We see that in uh, Genesis 22, verse 21. I am quoting the scriptures so that we know that this study we are doing is not about storytelling. That is reality of life. Genesis 22, verse 21 says, Paul's his firstborn, and Booz his brother, and Kemuel the father of Aram. So here we are seeing the relationship uh, of these people with Abraham. Okay, let me take it from verse 20. And it came to pass after these things that it was told Abraham saying, behold, Milcah, behold, behold, Milcah, she have also born children unto thy brother Nahor. Hors his firstborn, and Booz his brother, and Kemuel the father of Aram, and Chiz, and Hazel, and Pistash, and Gideas, and Bethuel. So you can see that uh, all around Canaan, Syria, uh, Lebanon, the Lebanese, okay, the Syrians, they are all related. They are all family members. They are uncles, aunties, cousins. So when you are praying a prayer, return to sender. <laughs> that is why some of the cases don't go because they are within our family. The progenitor of, of the curse is a member of the family. Your mother was angry and made a pronouncement. Many years later, you have been affected. Your father was angry and made a pronouncement. Your uncle was angry and made a pronouncement. Your aunt was angry and made a pronouncement. Many years later, you are affected. Your children are affected. 
your grandchildren, great-grandchildren, innocent children are affected. And you don't know where the curse is coming from because the curse is a seed that was planted in the family. You know, sometimes you think some people are strangers. I remembered one of my classmates. Yes, she were close friends. And she narrated a story that stayed with me. And I always remember that story. His father was, uh, her father was a driver. And uh, usually drivers in those days, there were not too many cars. They traveled to far away cities, towns, and villages. And most of the time uh, in those days, at a certain hour of the night, you cannot cross from one village to the other. And let me tell you some interesting stories that we are soon going to see in this story. For instance, for instance, the people in the bronze who say they cannot cross over to Westchester at a certain time of the night because the gods are out. The gods are, 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 are in charge of the night. They are guarding their people and also the spirits of the dead, the ancestors are also coming home to visit. And so cars driving at night will disturb them, will interfere with their movements. And you know, all these kind of stories were told when we were in school. And I am seeing the reality of these things as I study the Bible, that wow, so some of the things they tell us, for instance, they tell us, do not sweep at night because when you sweep at night, you'll be driving away the ancestors, okay? The spirits of the dead. The ancestors come and take over and watch over their, their descendants while their descendants are sleeping at night, all right? And there was another thing that used to happen. When you eat, especially when the elders eat, they will leave a spoonful full of food in the plate, you know? And uh, sometimes they will leave it for a while, maybe up to an hour or two before they will allow uh, uh, the, the table to be cleared or the, the container to be washed because uh, they said, when you eat, you have to leave some for the girls. You have to leave some for the ancestors. I am not saying we should do that. I am using these instances to explain some of the belief system that we have seen and experienced, but we don't understand. So here we are. All I'm trying to say is that sometimes, uh, the people around us that we don't know in person, that we don't know the history of their existence, are all related. You know, for instance, I will go to certain some countries, and every uh, 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 everybody is a William, a William, and then sometimes you will see Williamson, Williamville, William Deal, 
and all these people. Different Williams are all belonging to one major grandfather called Williams. And that William has prospered and, uh, you know, has built a town. And by the increase of his children, the town has increased. And so we are seeing the same thing with, uh, with what you read about Abraham in Genesis chapter two, uh, 22, that Abraham's name, his brother's names, his uncle's name are mentioned. And uh, most of them have developed towns and villages and cities. And one of it was where Edo, uh, 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 Esau was occupying. And also Job occupied parts of the family land in those areas. He didn't stay long in Egypt. He moved away from his brethren in Egypt and went to the land of Oz. But there are some interesting parts that we are going to see now. It was, it is assumed or it was assumed that Job was the one that started to build the pyramid in, in, in uh, Egypt. How many of you are aware of the pyramid in Egypt? It's a great tourism yes. center in yes. Egypt. How yes, many of you are aware? I'm aware of it, that's what. Okay. Um, so Job was said to be one of the major initiators of the building of the pyramid. And we will see that in, uh, 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 that Job was given a double blessing because he was a child of the Issachar. And when you look at the blessing that God gave, uh, that God gave to Issachar, that Jacob pronounced upon Issachar, they said he had knowledge of the times and the seasons. And they are able to calculate times and seasons, like astronomical calculations. If it's rained in June 20th, Excuse me. Every month of the of June twentieth, the astrologer uh, astrologers will uh, uh, will will make a pronouncement, a, pre a, a, a prediction that it will rain around that time. For instance, we know that there is the rainy season, there is a drought season, there is winter, there is spring. All these calculations were the handiworks of the Isakes. They were great mathematicians and scientists. Next week, by God's grace, we'll be saying detailed about their uh, scientific word work and mathematical work so that we understand that the, 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 the blessing of knowing the times and seasons, being able to calculate the, 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 the month and the seasons and the, and, and, and the things that will happen at a particular season, prophetical insight. That is because that is a blessing God gave to them. And Jacob 
pronounced that blessing as a seal upon the Isaacs. And Job was known to be a very, very prominent person in the learning and working of astronomical sciences and uh, and 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 uh, and mathemat mathematical uh, 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 insights. All right. Another thing too that we discover about Job, who is an Isaka, is that he was born a year after Joseph was sold into slavery. A year after Joseph was sold into slavery. So Job was born. Yeah, okay. A year after Joseph was sold into slavery, he died 119 years after the death of Joseph. So there is something common about Job and Joseph. Okay. When Joseph died, Job was 91 years old. So Job's affliction took place when he was age 70 years. And he relocated from Egypt to Oz, okay, where he was unto the Exodus. When Job died, Moses was 55, uh, Moses was, was uh, 55 years old. Yeah, when, 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 when uh, Job died at the age of 119 years, Moses was 55 years old in, and uh, he was in Media. And also uh, the land of, of Media was also connected to Oz where Job was. And uh, Job was said to be a great worshiper of God, the God of Abraham. Okay, and uh, this, uh, this also reveals that Part of Moses' uh, relationship in media had to do with learning much about Abraham from in the land of media, because media is actually one of the children of Abraham. When uh, Abraham, after the death of Sarah, Abraham married Keturah. Keturah, one of Keturah's children, uh, is a founder of the nation of Media. Up to today, Media is a powerful nation. So uh, Moses was familiar and had knowledge about Abraham while he was living in Media. And that is a very, very good knowledge to know. We know even his wife, Zipporah was from media. When he went into exile, he went into the Arabian uh, 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 desert and where he specifically uh, was, li was living was, was, was media. That was where, uh, was the name of this man again? Um, his father-in-law, who remembers the father-in-law's name? Of Abraham? No. Moses' oh. father-in-law, Zipporah's father. Is it Jethro? Jethro. Oh, Jethro. Jethro. Jethro, yes. Jethro, thank you. Jethro. Yes. 
So the Egyptian pyramid is known to have been built by shepherds. And we all know that uh, the shepherds that lived in, 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 in Egypt were the Israelites because they went there with their sheep, they were shepherds and they were taking care of the, 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 the flock of Pharaoh and the flock of the lion. And during the time of the, of the, of the uh, uh, inflation, the, the, the farming, Joseph ordered everybody to bring whatever they have and give it to the government, which is Pharaoh. And Pharaoh also took all the flock and gave it to the children of Israel who were shepherds to take care of their sheep, their flock, their animals and whatever they had. And so that also added wealth onto the children of Israel when they arrived in Egypt. Okay, so like I said, uh, uh, Jacob, uh, Joseph died at the age of 110 years. And jo Job also died at the age of 110 years. So they had things in common. And so when we look at the characteristics of the tribe of Issachar, we will see that they were, they were, they were nation builders, they were mathematicians, they were scientists, they were astronomers uh, 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 and astrologers, and they know the times and the seasons, and they know how to calculate uh, 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 times and seasons. And because they were great mathematicians, they were also able to measure and uh, design. They designed the pyramid. Okay, and of course, Job was, was in charge of the building of the pyramid. He was a great worshiper. And uh, another evidence that Job built the pyramid is the fact that there is no evidence of uh, paganism, paganism markings in the pyramid. The Egyptians were known as great paganists. Everywhere, every corner, they had their pagan gods, idols. That was why every plague or each of the plagues of the 10 plagues that they suffered related to the gods that they worshiped because they would not give up the worship of their gods and they would not surrender to the fear of God that the children of Israel were demonstrating. So there was no carvings of images and demonic paintings in the pyramid. Job was going to be a true and great worshiper who did not tolerate that kind of uh, contamination. So the pyramid is known to be without blemish because they were built by the, 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 the Israelites and especially by the tribe of Issachar. And Job was the leader of that building. So uh, here, the knowledge we are gathering about the Issachars is the fact that they had 
great intelligence. They fear the Lord. And uh, they, 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 they were without blemish. They kept the fear of God. And they were great sacrifice givers. They, they make sacrifices to God. They, 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 they continued, you know, intimately by giving to God, making sacrifices. And so wherever they go, they want the temple to be built and they want every sacrifice that God ordered uh, 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 Abraham to give, Jacob to give, the Isaacs make sure it was observed. And they still observe that kind of sacrifices up to date. Wherever they go, they ensure that the temples are built. They ensure that the, the, the word of God is represented, the Torah is represented wherever the children of uh, Israel are guarded. So they were very, very dedicated, committed, and God-fearing wherever they go, all right? They represent the fear of God in the life of Israel. Uh, and uh, even among the Roman Catholics, the most of the of the Catholic fathers and sisters were, uh, uh, were 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 known to be from the tribe of Issachar because they always observe holiness, purity, and the fear of God. They were loyal. They were dedicated. And very interesting for us to know that. This is how we have to keep our families. You know, a lot of times, uh, sometimes we start very well. But once we see something we don't like, we withdraw. And our withdrawal leads to contamination. And if nobody ever realized the fact that we have an assignment to keep, we have a charge to keep, and it doesn't matter what people would do to us. We need to keep the covenant because we are serving the covenant keeping God. And I will not stop repeating this to our hearing. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When we know that we are serving the covenant keeper, he who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, who's uh, 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 Purpose and plan does not change. Oh, yes. All things shall pass away, but his word shall never pass away. So if you get offended and stop serving God the way God has ordered you, or you stop doing the things that God has called you into covenant to do, whom are you? Whom are you pinching? You are pinching your own life. You are pinching your destiny. You are destroying your relationship and the relationship of your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren with the most high God. And this is where, you know, I remembered when the war of Russia and Ukraine started and uh, I was angry in my spirit. And then I was cautioned that, do I realize that 
the Russians and the Ukrainians, they are families. And when uh, 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 I've forgotten his name, the, 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 German, uh, the German leader, you know, uh, uh, Hitler. Oh, Hitler. Is it Hitler? Hitler. Okay. Draw them out of Germany. They went all across Europe, especially the, 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 the Russian nations, the USSR, Soviet Union. All of them are families. They are all, majority of them are Jewish people, Israelites. But rather, <laughs> what is his name? Putney is the one who is a stranger. Putney is related to the Nazi man. I learned that the genealogy of Putney and, 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 uh, oh, why does his name keep going off me anyway? When I Hitler? Hitler, yeah. And Hitler. They are from the same genealogy. So you can see that the spirit that was in Hitler is the same type of spirit that is in Putney. So you can see how we are connected from nation to nation, from country to country. Look at it. The same characteristics that Hitler displayed against the Jews. That is the same characteristics that Putin is displaying against the Jewish people. Again, the Israelites who live in the Soviet Union. And especially Ukraine, is full of typical Jewish people. So you can see that the spirits that came upon uh, 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 the, the, the Hitler to destroy the Jewish people, that is the same spirit that is manifesting in Putin today. Birds of the same feathers flock together. So this is where we have to be very careful of our behavior and attitude, how we relate to the things of God. Sometimes God has sent you into a place to help, to assist, to deliver. And then when you get there and you see the problems there, instead of going back to God and say, God, why am I going through this? Why are those people behaving like this? Instead of you to seek God for the problem, you get angry and you move away and you depart and you change your mind. Hello, if God changes his mind towards you, will you leave tomorrow? Will you leave the next day? You know, the first time, I was told about the book of Job and I read the book of Job. I was about, uh, I was about 14 years old. And uh, it was 
you know, compound Bible studies. And this guy, Mills, said he was reading the book of Job. And as he was reading, he was crying that the Lord visited him. I mean, we are all age mates. I think he's about a year or two older than me. And he narrated about the book of Job. And uh, I was challenged and I went to read the book of Job. I didn't understand a thing about it. So I said, hey, Bills, I don't understand what you're talking about, Job. He said, go and read it over and over and over until God visits you. That's what Mills told me. Read it over and over and over. I said, it will take me more than one year to finish it. He said, don't worry. Never rush reading the Bible, but be consistent with reading it. That was what Mills told me. And I will never forget. Before the book of Job, he had made us to study the book of Esther. And of course, the book of Esther was very exciting. And we're happy about it. But when it got to Job, we were so afraid. Fear gripped all of us. Are we going to go through this in life? Is this what Christians will go through? But you know, later on, I understood that because Job was a grandson of Abraham and walked in the steps of Abraham and feared God like Abraham and was giving sacrifice to God on behalf of his children, on behalf of his family, the enemy targeted him. The enemy challenged him. The enemy tried to discourage him. He was tested. And look at it in Job chapter 1. Satan went to God for Job. And God said, you can test him, but don't touch his life. Let's open the book of Job. Let's understand what is happening here. That Issachar gave birth to Job. Hey, Makia Nekayubusianda. Look at it. He says, There was a man, Job chapter 1, verse 1. There was a man in the land of Oz. We have seen that already. Whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright. And one that feared God and eschewed evil. He doesn't tolerate evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. Hey, his substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she asses and a very great household so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. He was the greatest, Abraham's grandson. And his sons went and feasted in their houses. Everyone 
his day and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sacrificed sacrifice uh, sanctified sorry sanctified them you know after they've gone to have their party and so on job will quickly clean them up sanctify them because of the fear of god when we say repent 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 before you do everything repent every morning repent in the evening wash cleanse purify we put a book in your hands to read Strategic prayer chapter, uh, 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 strategic prayer uh, uh, part two, that you will know what it means to purify yourself, to keep your family in order. Yet, some of us don't even open it. Some of us don't know what is inside that book. We don't pray with it. We don't use it. Look at Job, a man that feared God. The Bible described him as the most righteous man on earth hmm. during his time. And anytime his children go having party, the next day he will sanctify them. Let me read again verse 5, Job 1, 5. And it was so, when the days of their feasting were gone, that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did continually. It may be that my sons have cursed God. They have offended God. They have sinned against God. Today, I hear modern preachers who have not been trained, who have not been taught, who have not been educated, saying that Jesus has died on the cross. You don't need to confess your sins. Hey, Haram, what kind of language is that? What kind of language is that? Jesus died on the cross. What are you doing with the blood of Jesus? Why did Jesus die on the cross? What are you supposed to use the blood of Jesus to do? As far back as the early days, a man called Job, a son of Issachar, knew the times and the seasons knew the value of repentance, knew the value of righteousness. After his children have celebrated, he didn't beat his chest and say, I am the wealthiest man on earth. I am the richest man on earth. I am the most intelligent man on earth. I am the most, hey, 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 hey. He did not allow pride. These days, People have gotten a little degree and they are proud. They got a little money, they are proud. They get a good job, they are proud. Hello, what have you gotten? 
When you die, none of those things will go in the grave with you. You are only going with your report card. Your report card, and that is when you stand before the judgments of God, God will ask you, I sent you to the earth to go and do this and that and that at a such and such and such a place. What did you do? When the Bible said, Jesus cursed the fig tree. Why did Jesus curse the fig tree? Because of fame, pride, popularity. The fig tree was boasting. Hey, don't you know me? When Adam and Eve sinned, I was the famous leaf that was used to make clothing to cover them. I am the popular and, uh, you know, boasting. And Jesus said, you were planted at this place for a reason. To be fruitful. Because you have failed to be fruitful. Hey, Jesus cursed that tree. Jesus cursed the fig tree. May you and me be aware of the fact that if you don't do what God sent you to earth to do, if you don't fulfill the assignment God has given to you, and you are following friends and what people say, you know, now social media is killing people. They don't listen. No pastor is good enough for them. The pride is in how much money they make, the job they do, the profession they have, the degree they have collected. Hello. Mas Moreau says something before he died. He went and sat at a cemetery and he spoke to people. He said, listen, he said, this cemetery is full of intellectuals, intelligent people, people who have made wealth and money, academic, professionalism, what, you know, investors. But everything they have achieved could not hold them back from dying. And on their grave, no matter what is written, it doesn't go to, with them to heaven they are going to give accounts. And my Moreau said, he is preparing himself that every day of his life, he is ready to give accounts. What has God sent him to do? What is he doing? And look at it, the day he would die, he died with his wife and some of his ministers his youth minister and the wife. You know, when I heard, it was my birthday. We were, we were at, uh, 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 we were having our annual dinner when somebody sent me a note and I was sad and I prayed for myself and I began to ask why. And I realized when I saw the documentary at his funeral that my Moreau predicted his own death, but he didn't know that was it. Then I called my friend who is very close to him and is part of his board members. I said, 
when I heard my Zmoros were dead, I was hoping that you were not in that aircraft because you go everywhere with him. He said, Pauline, I miss that. He said, I miss that because I had something to do. He said, I was supposed to be on that jet, but something took me out of it. I called another friend who is also a board member. He also said, Dr. Wally, sometimes delay is not denial. He said, I was delayed with something and I wasn't there. I would have also be gone. And I started praying. I started praying. I said, God, what have you asked me to do? What is my assignment? What am I doing? The fig tree was sent on an errand. He was taken from the forest and planted in a lonely place for a day when Jesus would pass by for Jesus to take the fig, fig, fig fruit and eat for lunch. But the fig tree was famous, was proud, proud and did not produce fig fruit for Jesus to eat. And that brings me again to the 10 virgins, five foolish virgins and wise, and five wise virgins. Look at it, Job was doing what God has called him to do. Yet the enemy tempted him. And the Bible said, God rewarded him double the affliction that he went through. God rewarded him double all that he ever lost. Pride goes before destruction. You know, as I was studying this, I said, God, if there is any pride in me, I want it out now. Take my life and let it be consecrated unto thee. Take my moments and my days so I would not miss it. What have we achieved in life? What are we going with? Issachar was blessed to know the times and seasons. Science, mathematics, Astrology, astrology. Everything that has to do with calculations, times and seasons, was the blessing of Issachar. Job, the third son of Issachar, was very intelligent. He built the pyramid. Oh my goodness. He calculated the building and they said, no mark of idolatry can be found in the pyramid. I have visited the pyramid, but when I visited the pyramid, I, I, I didn't have much ideas like this. But I can remember that there was no idol in the pyramid, no markings of idolatry in the pyramid. But there was something that I would never forget. There was this spring of water 
that runs in the pyramid. And there is this glittering stones that run in the pyramid. And I can't remember everything, but I, 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 I faintly can remember that the, the, the Tories uh, guide that took us there said that it is said to be one of the places where uh, 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 that, 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 is, that is part of the Garden of Eden, where the pyramid was. But I, I don't have any evidence that that was what we were told. I went to Egypt in, I think it was uh, 1980 or so. Yeah, about 1983, uh, yeah, 1983 was when I went to Egypt. You know, it, 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 as I read and study about Isaka. I am remembering the things I saw in Egypt. I am remembering the things that, you know, we studied about Job. You know, and I'm beginning to see the connection that we don't even realize we are making in our lives. You know, I went to a church once. I can't remember everything about that church. But one thing that I remember is that every member in that community came from one man, one family, one husband and wife. And so I asked them, I said, do you all know that you belong to one father and mother? And they kept quiet. They were looking at me. So I start asking them, I said, what is your surname? And then they started giving their surnames. What they don't realize is Johnson became Johnsonville, Johnville, John this, John that, John that. I say, don't you all see that it is one name divided into different <laughs> groups? I said, you are like a tree with different branches. Then a, an elderly woman, I think she should be in her 80s or 90s, said to me, young lady, you know how Americans talk, <laughs> young lady, you are right. I remember that when I was a child, my father told me that his great-grandfather founded this city. But I never know the details, so I never shared it with anybody. But as you're talking now, I can remember some of the things that my grandfather told me. Say so that is why we had to go and marry from outside because we are all children of the same parents. So some of the people who look a little different, it was because they went out to go bring in their spouse. Otherwise we were marrying ourselves in the city. He said the city have grown. 
and a lot of strangers who have come in because of marriages and businesses. But when you tell the story, they don't know. I wish somebody can come and sit with me so I could write the story of this city. And everybody started laughing. And I said, you guys are laughing with truth. You are all one family, so stop fighting one another. And you know, the church had cliques. This one don't talk to that one. This family don't relate to that family. Meanwhile, they are all one family. <laughs> they are all of one parentage, one descendant, just like we see in the case of uh, 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 Abraham and his children, Esau. Now we are seeing that uh, uh, Job was relating to Esau's children and was living close to Esau's family because they are cousins. Esau is their uncle. And that is one thing, you know, sometimes you go into a church and you find out that all of them are one family. But because we don't have the fear of God, we are fighting, we are disagreeing, we are this, we are that, we are that. This one says I belong to Apollos, that one says I belong to Job, and that one says I belong to Paul. Today, I am bringing our attention to something very awesome. And that is God bless the children of Issachar, Issachar and his children with wisdom, knowledge, mathematical insight, scientists. Are they still ruling the world today? We will, we will, we will, we will talk about that next week. Next week, you will see another part of Issachar. Oh my goodness. Very interesting. Very interesting family. Amen. Everybody unmute yourself. Amen. Yeah. Before we ask questions, pray for yourself. That no matter who you think you are, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Humble yourself. Look at the trials of Job. God made him the wealthiest man on earth during his time. And he was the most God-fearing person and most richest, wealthiest, blessed, mathematical, scientist. Yet, he was the one Satan targeted and tempted. He never joked with repentance. Any time, every now and then he's, he brings his children into sanctification, cleansing, purification, makes sacrifice to God for his children. Yet, Satan was intent and tried him. What is your trial? I can remember one woman came, stood before me, look into my eyes and wiggle his little thing, her little finger at me and said, listen, ah, ah, evangelist, you better pray to your God because I am not Job. I said, what? Job is in the Bible. Are you referring to the Job in the Bible? He said, yeah, tell your God, I am not Job. 
So God should stop trying me. Hey, I can't tell you the story of that woman. The son was stubborn, cannot be corrected. And then she started running from pillar to post. Seeking prayer. And she went and sought prayer for the son somewhere. And they gave her green water to drink. She drank that water. And that's how she died. She was looking for solution for the son. Instead of, listen, that boy will not come to our fellowship. I will not go to church. Now the mother is dead and gone. I hope he finds God. I hope he finds God. What are you telling your children? How are you guiding them? Job was a grandson of Abraham. He lived like Abraham. He was tried like Abraham. Pray for yourself today that you will not make any comment that will bring you an affliction. You will not behave in a way that you'll be marked for trial. You'll be tempted by the enemy. The enemy will try you for the God you believe in. The enemy will try you for what you say, for your utterances, for your secret thinking, the secret thinking in your heart and mind. Father, we commit ourselves to you that each time we come together to study, you reveal to redeem. You reveal to us what the enemy is planning in order to save us from evil, to deliver us from evil. But Father, sometimes we are too proud to listen and to submit ourselves to corrections. And rather we get angry and we separate. We get angry and we abandon our assignment. We get angry and we disassociate ourselves from the truth. Father, today, show us your grace and mercy. Forgive us where we have gone wrong. And use your staff to correct us. Your rod to correct us and your staff to guide us. The rod to correct us, to strike us, and to remind us that we are going wrong. And your staff to draw us back onto yourself. Job was a shepherd, one of the greatest shepherds in his days. Father, we thank you that we are gathering wisdom from the tribe of Issachar, the family of Issachar, including Job. That from today, We'll be careful what you say. We'll be careful how we behave. We'll be careful. We'll be careful. Thank you for knowledge and wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody unmute yourself. Amen. Question time. And reflection. Question or reflection. Everybody on mute, on mute, on mute, on mute, on mute. Let's relate. Any question or reflection? No question? 
Okay, let's have reflection. Those who were here from the beginning, can you tell us what you have learned? What are you taking away? Wow. We look at um we look at Job, one of the sons of Issachar. And Job was born a year after Joseph. Job was one of the oldest books of the Bible. He was a man who was tested by God, like his grandfather Abraham. He also was tested by God. We expound and I hope I get it right. Genesis 46 from verse 1 where we read, he said, when we read the Bible every day, but we never took note of some of the things that are in the Bible, it was crucial because of who he was in the life of Issachar. The three friends of Job, you said their name, but I just didn't get their names, were cousins. So he said, when we don't know that he said the three sons, the three friends of Job were cousins. So he says sometimes, you know, we make some uh, statement, you know, regarding people and we have to be careful because we don't know that uh, in um, there are, there are in Genesis, in genes, we don't know that uh, there's a gen, uh, there is in humanity, there, you know, genealogy, genealogical, genealogical uh, connections in, uh, in humanity. Um, so when we pray return to sender, we must be careful because oftentimes the curses is a seed that was planted in the family. The seed could be planted by our mother, our father, our sisters, our cousin, or our aunts. You know, sometimes when they, you know, when family members get angry, they made utterances that, you know, and seeds are planted in the family. And over time, those seeds, you know, become stronghold in the family. And, um, you know, like we suffer the repercussion of, you know, seeds that were planted in the family. So when we are praying with, you know, return to sender, who are we returning it to? Sometimes it's our own parents we are returning it to, you know? Um, you said uh, you use some instances, you know, like uh, where, you know, to explain, you know, belief system, you know, that we have that we rely on. And, you know, you said there's a road, I don't remember the name of the road that you were talking about, where you said, you know, people were afraid to cross that road at night because they said, uh, you know, the spirit of the dead would be in the road. So they were afraid to cross the road because of accidents and stuff like that. And then you said, um, you know, like sometimes in the olden days, uh, you know, even our parents, like sometimes, you know, when they eat, you know, after dinner, they would leave the plate with like a spoonful of, you know, uh, the food, you know, because, you know, they, they, you know, they let it sit on the table, like maybe for an hour or two before they, you know, the table is cleared, you know, because they're leaving it like for, you know, like ancestral spirits or ancestors. And, you know, they do some stuff that, you know, it's not, you know, what we do in our days and you're saying it's not right. You're not telling us that it's right for us to do, but you're just using it as instances to show that, you know, some of, you know, our belief system or the things that we practice is ungodly. 
you um you you job was one of the major initiator of the pyramid in Egypt and the tribe of Issachar was knowledgeable about times and season they were great mathematicians and scientists they had prophetical insights job was born a year after joseph was sold into slavery when job died at the age of 119 years moses was 55 years old moses was familiar with and had knowledge about abram while he was in median uh, he said um at the um at the time moses ordered the children of Israel to take their, when there was a, a famine in, uh, in, in Israel, Moses ordered the children of Israel to take their flocks and give it to Jethro, you know, who was. Um, no, Joseph ordered, not Moses. Sorry, I know I had something wrong. I was just trying to figure out. Mos, Joseph, sorry. Joseph ordered the children of Israel to take their flocks and give it to Jethro. Job died at eight. No, no, no. As a, <laughs> Let me correct that, please, so that because of okay. those who are coming in. When there was famine in Egypt, okay. Joseph ordered the Egyptians to, to give their flocks to Pharaoh, to the government. And Pharaoh gave those flocks, the animals, the sheep, the goats, and whatnot, to the Israelites to take care of it because the Israelites were shepherds. Okay, Dr. Pauline. Thanks, Dr. Pauline. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. uh, I hope I get this, this right. Job died at age one, one, 10 years old. And Joseph, jo did Joseph die at the same time? I didn't get that yes. part. At the age of ten years old. The Egyptians were, um, were pagans. You know, um, but you know, it the the pyramid was uh, in the pyramid. There was no pagan marking, so it was attributed to Job. Wherever the children of Issachar goes, they made sure the temple were built. Most Catholic nuns and priests are from the tribe of Issachar. If we stop doing the things God called us to do, you know, sometimes He said, sometimes you know we're you know, you know, we all have our divine assignment, but sometimes when we get upset or angry, we walk away from our divine assignment. We don't do what God called us to do. And um, when we stop doing the things that God called us to do, we're, we are destroying our destiny. Job walked in the steps of Abraham and feared God like Abraham. He was tested like Abraham. The Bible described Job as one of the most righteous men on the earth. Job knew the value of repentance. You know, and you, you know, you were saying that, you know, some preachers or some people today, they said, okay, Jesus died you know, for our sins. So we don't need to repent of anything. But you know, yes, we have to repent and it overcomes us. You know, that's part of our protocol. We, you know, where we have to repent, we have to repent every time we did something wrong you know before we pray you know that is taught to us in overcomers house 
you know, we embrace that in Overcomers House. Jesus cursed the fig tree because of pride. The fig tree, you know, had no fruit when Jesus needed it. If, if we don't fulfill our divine assignment, we would not make it into heaven. Let us not let pride prevent us from carrying out our godly assignment. Um, you went on to say times and season was a blessing of the tribe of Issachar, you know, because they, they were aware of the times and season. Job was one of the greatest shepherd of this age. That is what I get in my note and I have to do some correction because I step away, Dr. Paul. Yes, Dr. Polly. Yeah. That's what I have. I step away. So I have to do some right. work okay. on what I mess up. Okay. Let's let's appreciate uh, Evangelist Sarah. That is good. All right. Who else? Reflection, please. Thank you very much, Evangelist Sarah. You're welcome, Dr. Polly. Thank you. Who else? All right. Okay, nobody wants to talk again. No question, no. Dr. Pauline, I just want because I heard some of it, but I didn't, I didn't hear the, the you know, when the lady said, you know, evangelist, uh, mm -hmm. tell your God that uh, I'm not Job. I didn't hear all of that part. Oh, okay. There was this woman who the, the, the son was misbehaving very proud because he was very intelligent he was a straight a student so he was proud and he is not submissive he doesn't take correction and whatnot and every now and then he's suspended from school and the funny thing is even when he's suspended and he comes back he will beat everybody and he'll be the a student so that makes the mother feel that, hey, his son is doing well in school, so whatever he does shouldn't matter. And so she came to me, and while we are trying to let him uh, let, uh, let the boy surrender his life to Christ and at least be in fellowship or whatnot, he came and wiggled his finger at me and said, I am not Job. Tell God I am not Job. And, you know, started saying all kinds of things. And uh, so instead of keep letting the child be in fellowship, she started running up and down, looking for prayers and whatnot. And uh, some people gave her green water to drink so that the sun will, uh, will be protected and whatnot. And uh, she drank it and she died. So, pride. And oh so I said, I don't know where the son is now. Now that the mother is dead, what happens to the son? I pray that uh, our prayer is not in vain that he will surrender his life to Christ. Because pride goes before destruction. That's the story I told. Thanks, Dr. Pauline. All right. Wow. And if you remember, uh, some weeks ago, I said, parents who put their children on social media boasting about their children, they should be very, very careful. Because yes. you only know today, you don't know tomorrow. 
Yes. Parents who put a little child on Facebook and then we'll be boasting, my son is this, my child is that. I said, listen, you're exposing your children to witchcraft attack, to trials, temptation that you can't handle. Very dangerous. Yeah. All right. Evangelist Carol, are you trying to ask a question? Thank you, by the way. Thank you, Evangelist Sarah, for the contributions. You're welcome, Dr. Corey. Okay, if nobody else has anything to say, then uh, we share the grace. Is when peace available to pray for our communion? Is Reverend Athia online? I think she's working today. All right, let me give the announcements while we wait for Reverend Peace. Reverend Peace, are you ready? Yes, please. Okay, let's everybody take your water. We are using water for our communion. We are using water for our communion. That's during this divine encounter, let the Lord give us an uncommon miracle, an encounter that will change our lives, that will transform us. As Job feared God, he lived like Abraham, his grandfather. Let us and our children fear God and believe. Whether we like it or not, trial will come if trial has to come. We'll be tested, we'll be tried. Whether we like it or not, it will come. Unless we are not a child of God. Everybody goes through a type of trial and challenge. Pray for yourself that as you drink this water, you'll be faithful, you'll be honest, you'll be sincere. And God will call you by your name and God will speak to you by your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, Reverend, please go ahead and pray. Thank you, Abba. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We thank you and we magnify you. We thank you for the knowledge and the wisdom that we gather this evening from the Ithaca tribe. Lord God, we also ask for wisdom and knowledge, mm. the spirit of humbleness, yes. the spirit of surrenderness, the spirit of fear of God to do your work in spirit and in truth. Mm. We ask that you help us to look unto thee, mm. thou the lamp of Calvary. As we bring our elements this evening, mm. we, we, lift, we bring it at your feet, asking you to breathe into it. You said in your word that we should do it in remembrance of you. Yes, Lord. And that means your crucifixion, your death, your burial, and your resurrection. Lord God, help us to meditate on what we have gathered this evening. Yes, Lord. To live in faith, Father God, and grow in the things of the Lord. Yes. 
that you will surrender to you. We ask for your mercy and your grace this evening, not only upon the people of overcomers, but our distant families too. Those who connected with us far and near, in the name of Jesus. We ask that Lord, the blood of Jesus, the healing blood, who pour on us to our roots, to our foundation, mm. that indeed our foundation will be in the blood of Jesus Christ. And we'll be like a tree planted in the blood that never loses its power. Mm. Lord, we thank you. As we drink, let this water bring us a redemption again. Wash us every part of us, inwardly, outwardly. Let healing, Father, take place in every aspect of our life. We ask in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So you. drink ye all of it. Amen. Yes. So the announcements is that uh, overcomers expression starts on Thursday, next tomorrow at six o'clock. Those who are coming from work, wherever you are coming from, remember that divine encounter is this week, Thursday and Friday, six o'clock, Saturday, two o'clock, and then Sunday, the service starts at 11, but those who are going to be accepted as membership, the new members, we have a ceremony and we need to be there for 10 a.m. and uh, for 9 a.m., sorry. All those who want to be members, new members, you are wearing white and you have to be at Overcomer's house, 9 a.m. sharp because we need to take you through what will happen in the day. And then, uh, of course, Sunday school is 10 o'clock and the main service starts at 11 o'clock. Also, uh, we have announced that we are doing bailout fundraising bill out fundraising and we are asking everybody that you can talk to somebody in your environment to we'll give you more details later so that they will donate we are trying to raise around fifty thousand dollars to 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 buy overcomers house from the bank we need to, it's a, it's, a, it's a money we have to pay and for repairs, everything we have to do, putting everything together, we need one around 50,000. And if we all would talk to somebody, people would donate. And when they donate, uh, it's prepaid. The donation is their prepaid and then they'll be invited to a dinner. But if they don't donate, we don't know what award we'll give to them. They have to donate first for us to prepare their award for the during to be presented to them during the dinner. And we'll also get a tax letter for it. And in order for this to happen effectively, 
we are starting a fast on uh, Thursday. Thursday, we are fasting because of our comments, a, a, a divine encounter is on and people are going to work. At least try to do half day. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three days per week for seven weeks comes to 21 days. Each day represents a year out of the 21 years that the building was bought. It's 21 years. So we are doing 21 days fasting. Every day represents a year. And for that fasting, we are sowing a seed because we want harvest. You are not just fasting for you to get people to donate you are also fasting to remove embargo from your own life. The chef cooking must not get angry, hungry. When you are cooking, you have to be, you have to be fed. So as you raise these funds for Vakame's house, you talk to your friends and so on to donate, we'll tell you the package. There have to be a package, gold, silver, bronze, and uh, diamond packages. When you uh, get somebody who donates, you will be you would you would also get a, a, a percentage from from that. We are not giving back money to anybody, but it will add up to your own uh, package as well. So maybe you want good package. So when you bring ten people, you'll be given some form of uh, discount and appreciation for that. So we are starting the fast on Thursday alongside with divine encounter. We all need an intervention. We all need an encounter. We all need uncommon favor. I will send out the information uh, before Thursday. So we see the information for the fast. All right. So I want to encourage everybody. Try, don't memo, don't complain. If you don't want to participate, just keep your mouth shut and keep your spirit cool because complaining and memoring is witchcraft. It's a spirit that contains with the power of God and the word of God. So do not memo, do not complain. You are either a part or you don't want to be a part. That is left to you. But be careful because... We are in a time when God is about to release awesome miracle onto overcomers and overcomers house. And you don't want to be left out. So I will encourage you that keep your heart cool. If you don't understand, tell God to show you, to reveal to you and things will be in order. Amen. Tonight, I'm not getting the email. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you. Amen. Amen. All right. Any question? Right. So let's share the grace. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with be us now, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Surely, Surely.
goodness Good and mercy shall follow us all the all days of our lives, our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Have a good night. Thank you all. Good night and have a sweet night.